0: Thank you for tuning in to The Best Parenting Show on the Internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live for The Best Little Parenting Show on the Internet. The Post Daily Dose. Uh, Let me plug these books real quick while people are logging in. Brian's book, From Fear to Love. You can pick this up on promotion at feartolovebook.com. Then we have this other great book that Brian's written, A Great Behavior Breakdown. Takes everything just a little bit deeper you can get the two of these books. Uh, so this one is on promotion. That's if This is the only book you want. This is a great way to get it. Plus there's some really good bonuses. These two you can get together uh, at a discount on our website, postinstitute.com. Uh, you save about $5 when you buy them together. And then we have this incredible workbook. Um, this workbook is available in print on Amazon and we will have it in print in a house very soon. Uh, so this week I have been talking, uh, about, um, child sexual abuse and sharing a lot of information about statistics. We've talked a little bit about things that we may see with our children. Hey there, Leslie Buchanan. How are you, dear? Ooh, I, uh, I need to get with you. I think I need a terrarium from my office. Wouldn't that be cool? I would love that. I'm working on it. I'm working on getting everything organized and a little set made so we have a nice pretty place and you guys can have a pretty backdrop to look at. But until then, I just keep everything really close so you can't see that you know, there's nothing interesting back there. I have a lot I want to talk tonight about, Um, so I'm going to jump in because, man, I'll tell you what, this is so fascinating. Uh, So, we've been talking this week about sexualized behavior in children and child sexual abuse. We've talked about a lot of different things. Um, And then, the week before that, we were kind of finishing up our All About Love for the month of February. And while we were talking about that, we talked about some biology, the biology of love. And we talked about how trauma affects neurotransmitters. Ah, excellent. Leslie says, great. Yes, let me know. I can help you out. Very good. Very good. Um, so we talked about, um, how trauma, especially, uh, pre-birth and up to age three during the formative years, how that affects neurotransmitters, serotonin, dopamine, and there's one that I can't pronounce very well that has to do with adrenals and also hormones of oxytocin, cortisol, and, um, Golly, where's my brain? You can tell I've been just going, going, going today and not I haven't got all my brain pieces together. Uh, the hormone that has to do with diabetes, um, insulin. So um insulin can be affected by trauma as well, early life trauma, which I found to be very interesting. Um, uh, we also know this is you just hang with me. If you have time to watch this, I'm telling you, you're gonna be like, oh wow. This is profound and significant. So it's going to it's going to take us a little bit to get there, but I'm going to connect some dots for you guys. The other thing we know is that there are different parts of the brain that um, are not uh, they're not fully developed because of trauma. And so, because when trauma happens during that formative time, and I'm talking about repetitive trauma, living in a traumatic environment, what happens is the neural pathways that are used the most get stronger and the neuropathways that aren't used very much go dormant. And so what that means is if you're experiencing a lot of trauma, then the fight, flight and freeze mechanisms, the cortisol outflow, the the preserving ourselves and always being in that vigilant alert state, that wiring gets stronger. And if there's not anything feeding the connected relationship, then the wiring that we have, our base wire system as humans, that wiring for connected relationship, if it doesn't get used and activated, it goes dormant. So if you are raising children who come from tough places, that may help you understand why the building of relationship can be difficult, why it takes more time, why we have to really work at it. Well, here's another piece. The prefrontal cortex is all cortex is part of our higher level thinking and our reasoning, our executive functioning. Now we're talking about child abuse, so let's jump over. These are things we talked about uh, back in February. The last couple of weeks in February, we were talking about this piece of trauma. So now let's come over here, and we talked about child abuse, and last night we talked about uh, we especially we're talking about juvenile offenders. So, juveniles who offend on other children, and what I found is that 43% of assaults of children under the age of 6, the offenders are older children. And what we found out about these older children is that 40-80% to of those juvenile offenders have experienced physical or sexual abuse themselves and they have uh 80% of them have a diagnosable mental health disorder um I would expect that if they have a history of sexual abuse and uh physical abuse that my hope would be that we're diagnosing appropriately and it probably ptsd and they're all you see how this is all getting connected right so it's almost like this virus that gets passed down from child to child to child with older children offending younger children not nine, nine out of ten are male okay so uh bu- 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 We had some great news because of the fact that there's some really good success in treatment. But now I want to start talking. Now I'm going to jump track, and we're going to start talking a little bit about pornography because this is a this is a big player in this situation. Pornography is. So um, I've got several articles I'm going to pull from. Um, now here's the thing: this information is all going to be talking about adults. Because there aren't any kids watching pornography, are there? There aren't any kids who uh, figure out how to do the math so that they can put their date of birth in so they can access Pornhub. No, that doesn't happen. Good gracious, right? But because we don't have access to knowing, we don't know exactly who Pornhub users are. What we do know is, statistically speaking, um, children are seeing sexual content Uh, most report right around the age of eight years old. So sexual content on the internet in some form or fashion around the age of eight years old is kind of the reported time. Uh, You know, of course, we know, statistically speaking, there could be many who are much younger and some who are older. So eights like that mean average age. So let's talk about some of the effects on the brain. Of pornography, because I think you guys are going to find this pretty interesting. Uh, this is an article out of neurosciencenews.com and it's from 2019. Uh, and I'm going to kind of scan through it. I've read it several times, but I don't have it committed to memory. Um, in long term, In the long term, pornography seems to create sexual dysfunction, especially the inability to achieve erection or orgasm with a real-life partner. Marital quality and commitment to romantic partners appears to be compromised. To try and explain this effect, some scientists have drawn parallels between porn conception and substance abuse throughout evolutionary design. Through our evolutionary design, the brain is wired to respond to sexual stimulation with a surge of dopamine. Okay, we talked about dopamine and how dopamine is affected for our children. And many of them have a lack of dopamine, which makes them really susceptible to things that will create dopamine. And pornography is known for creating big dopamine spikes, major feel-good hormones and big spikes of it which feels really good to children, especially children who come from tough places, who don't have very much dopamine, who've been sexually abused, who already have sort of this um, Pandora's box has already been opened up, so to speak. For adults, um, so let's just read a little bit more. Um, that's where all that s- dysfunction comes in. The neurotransmitters mo- most often associated with Uh, with reward anticipation, also acts to program memories and information into the brain. This adaptation means that when the body requires something like food or sex, the brain remembers where to return to experience the same pleasure. Instead of turning to to a romantic partner for sexual gratification or fulfillment, habituated porn users instinctively reach for their phones or laptops when desire comes calling. Furthermore, unnaturally strong explosions of reward and pleasure evoke unnaturally strong degrees of habituation in the brain. So it really feeds itself. The more you watch it, the more it feeds itself, the more it feeds itself. Then the brain starts really craving those high dopamine spikes pornography satisfies every one of its of its prerequisites for neuroplastic for neuroplastic change when pornogra- for pornographers boast that they are public that they are pushing the envelope by introducing new harder themes what they don't say is that they must because customs customers are building up a tolerance to the content what that is saying and it says it uh, I've read several articles about this. Basically people who are plugging into Pornhub um because they have they have tons of statistics. They have tons of Pornhub sets, tons of statistics. Um people don't plug into Pornhub and watch c- the term conventional sex is what was used. So I'll just use that term conventional sex. Okay. And that the themes get harder. There's more aggression more and more aggression and the viewers become desensitized so in order to keep the viewership they have to get increasingly aggressive in what they're putting out there in the content of pornography. Uh, porn scenes like addictive substances are hyperstimulating triggers that lead to unnaturally high levels of dopamine secretion. This can change the dopamine reward system and leave it unresponsive to natural sources of pleasure. This is why users begin to experience difficulty in achieving arousal with a physical partner. Beyond the dysfunction, this these, the desensitization of our reward circuitry sets the stage for sexual dysfunction to develop. But the precursors don't end there. Studies show that changes in the transmission of dopamine can facilitate depression and anxiety. So it becomes the brain becomes so dependent on these spikes that without the spikes, people experience depression and anxiety. And you can imagine then for our youth, this can be potentially extremely addictive and extremely detrimental uh, the other compelling finding in this study is that compulsive porn consumers find themselves wanting and needing more porn even though they don't necessarily like it. This disconnect between wanting and liking is a hallmark feature of the reward circuitry dysregulation. So the dysregulation of the dopamine reward system that we are biologically created with. Um, Oh, here it was. Pornhub statistics reveal that conventional sex is decreasingly interesting to users and is being replaced by themes of incest and violence. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, bu- 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 bu. So, the perpetuation of sexual violence online is particularly troubling as rates of real-life incest and it says Meh, incidents May, it says may, so I'm saying it hasn't been thoroughly researched, may escalate as a result. Some scientists attribute this relationship to the action of mirror neurons. We know about mirror neurons. These brain cells are aptly named because they fire when the individual performs an action, but also by observing the same action performed by someone else. So, yeah, Let's see, Uh, then this part I think is extremely important. Talks a little bit more about the mirror neurons, but I want to tell you guys about this. Porn user, uh, porn use has been correlated with the erosion of the prefrontal cortex. I just told you that trauma damages the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is responsible for um, higher levels of thinking, Uh, let's just click back over here real quick. I'm telling my brains a little. Execution and functioning, higher levels of thinking, reasoning. Um, it helps us with impulse control. You see, this is going no place good, right? This is going no place good, especially for our children. Porn use has been correlated to erosion of the prefrontal cortex, the region of the brain that houses executive functions like morality, willpower, impulse control, executive functioning, To better understand the role of the structure and behavior, it's important to know that it remains underdeveloped during childhood. This is why children struggle to regulate their emotions and impulses. Damage to the prefrontal cortex in adulthood is termed hypofrontality, which predisposes an individual to behave compulsively and make poor decisions. It's uh, somewhat paradoxical that adult entertainment may revert our brain wiring to a more juvenile state. The much greater irony is that while porn promises to satisfy and provide sexual gratification, it actually delivers the opposite. Whoa, that's a lot to let sink in, isn't it? So now let's just come over here. Uh, I'm going to, because I needed to know for sure what the date of this article was. This was in December of 2020, so not that long ago. Pornhub was made to remove a great deal of content because it was posted by um, unverified users and depicted child abuse and non consensual sexual behavior. That's such it's a nice. A uh, sorry. Auto auto ad popping up. I think non-consensual sexual behavior—that's such a polite way to say rape. So on Pornhub, you could watch rape, and you could watch child sexual abuse. All right, great. <laughs> okay, so now I'm clicking over here to an article from 2018. Incest is the fastest-growing trend in pornography. So we know that uh juvenile offenders, the peak ages, and this is from an article that was like 2018. I think we're gonna see something really fascinating, really scary, really concerning, really different um, taking place, especially with the pandemic. Because now we've had everybody locked up at home. We have Incest being one of the most uh, incest, sex within your family, sex with your stepsister, sex with your stepbrother being most frequently searched items on Pornhub. They have plenty of content for it and everybody's at home stressed out and many of our children aren't able to be very well supervised. And that is an absolute perfect recipe for juvenile offenders to offend younger children for, um, child sexual abuse between adult and child for, uh, familial sex, whether it's between siblings, step siblings. Um, I feel like because this baseline knowledge that they're like, everybody has this something, something's not okay about having sex with people that you're biologically related to, I think it puts adopted and foster children at an increased risk. We know from the demographics that we've talked about earlier this week, that children who are not living with both of their biological parents are at an increased risk of child sexual abuse. So, um, and we also know that um, when we have a history of abuse, And when we have questions about our self-value and our self-worth, that it also makes it very difficult to set any sort of limits and it makes us very susceptible to the advances of people who do not have our best interest at heart. So, I have a feeling that if we get statistics about 2020 with regards to child sexual abuse and familial sex, we're gonna see that it's skyrocketed. In fact, um, I have a TikTok account. I don't really do anything of interest there. (laughs) Like I've made a few videos and, you know, I kind of like seeing how software works. At some point I might do a professional channel, but uh, mostly I just wanted to see, you know, what's going on over there? What's that platform like? What's that social media like? And it is not that unusual. For people to make videos sharing their relationship with their step brother or step sister so here's the thing um sex is not anything new we know from the statistics we know uh, based on the 2006 Statistics that are the only ones that we have that we keep quoting that one in four in a retrospective as so adults reporting about their childhood report there's a one in four report of child sexual abuse for women and a one in six report for men now if that's what's reported there's a lot of people who didn't get asked so you can bet that that number is much higher and that number is going to be increased and it feels like um I guess what my big question mark inside of me is are the numbers truly increasing or is it that just is it that because we have social media that we are learning that it's more prevalent than we knew and now that it it's kind of like how everything has been in the last four to five years, like, you kind of knew stuff was going on, but it wasn't necessarily, like, in your face. Well, now it's just right here. It's right here, and it's in our face. And we're going to have to figure out, as a culture, how we're going to address this. And when I say culture, there are multiple layers of culture. We also, we have, like, the culture of America. Then we have the culture of the the community that you live in. Then you have the culture of your family. And you have to address this first and foremost in the culture of your family. In the culture of your family, how do you address pornography? How do you address incest? How do you address that? Is it something that you're talking about? Now that you know how prevalent it is, and now that you know all this stuff that I'm telling you about, especially about The potential dangers, you know, people, people oftentimes, they don't think about pornography in that addictive sense. Like they think, well, you know, don't do meth because that stuff is terrible for your body. I'll never do that because that stuff is really bad for you. Well, now that we know what pornography is actually doing to the brain, we really have some education we need to do. It's not just some little recreational toy to use to, you know, get yourself stimulated for the purpose of sex. In fact, you know, we're now we're seeing that instead of reaching towards real life people, people are reaching for their phones, for their gratification. It's having detrimental effects on marriages. People are getting divorced because their spouses are more interested in their sexual gratification through pornography than through the relationship with their spouses. So this is a big deal but my heart really right now is super concerned about these kids um especially people who are prone to be offenders and that's young men 12 to 14 who many of them have a history of being abused themselves and they many of them are children that you guys are raising that I'm raising that we're involved in their lives and now that pornography also is really featuring incest and we already know that 43% of the assaults on children under the age of six are at the hands of juvenile offenders. You see, are you connecting the dots here? And we know that it's going to further damage the prefrontal cortex. So this is a big deal. This is a really big deal it is really important that we start getting our education so we can educate our children because cell phones aren't going anywhere and it really doesn't matter how many parental controls you put on a phone, our kids seem to have a way of finding their way around them. Now, what I have found personally is When we really start investing in our kids and we start really spending time with them many times they're on their phones only because they don't have people that they're connected to and then they get addicted to those devices like their brains get addicted to that flow so interrupting that flow with relationship we can't just say you know we're grounding everybody from your phone Unless we're ready to replace it with being in relationship. But if we're over here on our phone, we can only expect our kids to be over there on their phone. And here we all are on our phones and we're not really relating with each other. So, this is all becoming pretty important business, isn't it? I encourage you every night to put down everything you've been stressed out and worried about. And you need to go spend some time with your children. They need a lot of attention. They need a lot of supervision. They need a lot of guidance. They need a lot of healing from the trauma they've experienced. And that healing is going to come from the loving, connected relationship with you. Many of them have not been in relationship with any adults who didn't have something in the game. Meaning they weren't getting paid to take care of them. They weren't getting sexual gratification from the relationship with them. Um, So many of our children have not experienced unconditional love. So many of our children have always experienced relationship with adults who were bypassing their souls for their own needs and their own gratification. Go spend time with your children. It's Friday. Play some games. Get a family game night going. Pull out the dance party. Make some cookies and decorate them. Do some arts and crafts. Um, go do some woodworking, go take a walk, uh, go watch a movie together. Even, even watching, like sometimes, um, pulling out shows that bring up some of these topics so that it, you can then use that as a platform for educating them about what's out there in this fast world. And they'll be like, oh, I got it. I got it. And you'll be like, no, honey, you don't got it because you need to know. This stuff is can have a majorly detrimental effect on you. And I don't want to come visit you in prison. I don't. I want to do everything I can to help you. I want to do everything I can. to. I mean, if it ends up that way, I, yeah, I'll come. I mean, yeah, I'll still be there. No, I'm not ever going to give up. Those things can happen. It's not the end of everything. I just want to encourage you guys. They need to know that you are in this for the lifetime. It's so important. And it's a game changer when they realize it. It is a game changer when they realize that you really do have their best interest at heart. So let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Let it emanate from your being. Let it be the position of your heart. And remember, in any given moment, we can act out of our blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. Or we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. I hope you choose love. I do know that we turn to pornography. We turn to sexual acting out more often when we are more stressed. So, love really is healing and your relationship offers way more than you ever knew. You are so important. Much love to you guys. and stay.